Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Let's go to somebody else that knows quite a bit about this stuff. Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider. He joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. And of course, you can find him on Twitter at Bobby Marks 42. Bobby, thank you so much for the time. How are you doing? I'm good, guys. How are you? We really appreciate it. We're doing well. And I think especially Hornets fans are doing well compared to years past because it feels like they're moving in the right direction at the trade deadline. So many people are happy with how they operated. And here we are with the new GM, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. Bobby, what's your overview on Jeff Peterson as he becomes the new head of basketball ops for the Charlotte Hornets? Yeah, I mean, I think that he, he's certainly paid his dues, um, you know, whether it been in Atlanta, um, you know, certainly a former former player, um, college player um and then you know for the past what six or seven years um in brooklyn i think there's uh there's certainly a relationship there already with with the ownership group having worked with rick in, in atlanta when he was a, a minority partner and you know certainly his relationship with cliff um you know cliff um you know was a coaching consultant up in brooklyn for for a year so there's a familiarity there um and i think you know how how you know Jeff has operated that you know certainly in, in Brooklyn there's basically kind of two sides there's been you know when he first stepped into that role there in I think 2016 and it was a, a rebuild um, compared to you know when you had Durant and Kyrie and now they're you know kind of going into that rebuild so he's I think he's familiar with um, you know building a roster um, with you know trying to find you know you know if it's not in the lottery um, you know under the radar type talent. Um, you know, what you have in, in Charlotte, you know, you, you're basically kind of in an observation mode for the next, um, for the next six weeks here. Um, certainly there's some, um, you know, workable parts, uh, probably more than workable parts when you have, um, you know, with Brandon Miller and certainly how he's played and, um, you know, post trade deadline. And I, and I've said, I think there's an identity as far as where this team is going here. They're kind of, they can, it's not content on kind of just hanging around, um, you know, kind of trying to be in, in the middle here. Bobby Marks joining us in the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Bobby, it's always hard to figure out what an assistant GM's calls were when viewed from the outside. It's always the head top guy usually that gets the credit. What were his responsibilities as far as you understand, if you know, and what did he help with during his time in Brooklyn with how they operated the last five years? Well, I mean, you know, certainly from a, from a talent evaluation as far as, um, you know, um, as far as building out the roster, I think, you know, how it works, you know, especially in this day and age, you know, the, the, the GM or the president of basketball operations is kind of like a CEO and um, everyone else, um, you know, there's a specialty there, um, whether it be, you know, whether it be college scouting, whether it be pro personnel, um, you know, as I said, identifying talent, um, you know, I think, you know, you have somebody there who's doing the cap for you. Um, you don't need to, you know, your head of basketball operations doesn't need to be a, um, that doesn't need to be his specialist as far as that. But I think it's about relationship building, um, with the players on the roster. As I said, it's about identifying talent about drafting the, the right players, um, you know, whether it be, you know, whether it be Jared Allen, um, you know, players like that who have been there, um, Cam Thomas, who's, who's there right now and who's played exceptionally well. 
um, you know, that's that's half the battle as far as kind of you know building. Or you know, you're not you're not um, in one of these cities where you're going to go out and throw a, a two hundred million dollar offer on a free agent here. Um, you kind of have to kind of build it within and make true trades. And um, he he has certainly been you know part of a lot of those in, in Brooklyn. Brendan, are there any players who may come to Charlotte because of their connections with Jeff Peterson? You know, you never say never. I mean, it's a little bit different than what happened in New York with Leon Rose. Um, you know, winning. Listen, at the end of the day, winning winning attracts players. I don't I don't care what kind of relationship you have with with a player. Guys want to win. Um, you know, New York is New York was different because Leon came from the agent side, and you know, there's a bunch of guys that he once represented are now there. Whether it be Jalen. Um, or Josh Hart, guys like that. So it's, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think the, you know, who's running your basketball operations is, is the drawing card as far as why players want to come play in Charlotte or why they want to come in Atlanta. Guys want to win. Guys want to win a championship. Guys don't want to be in a lottery three years in a row. Um, guys want to get advanced to, to the second round, um, you know, of the playoffs here. So I, I wouldn't say, you know, I wouldn't say, um, you know, be, just because Charlotte's, you know, um, you know, hire Jeff that all of a sudden that it becomes a free agent destination. I would say that that's not the case for all 30 jobs there. Sorry, Bobby, I called you Brandon. And so my next question <laughs> is, uh, what traits do you feel like will translate the most from Brooklyn to Charlotte that will help the Hornets? Probably the years when you, when they first came in in 2016, where they, they, there was a patience to how they built that roster. They didn't skip steps. Um, you know, I did, basically kind of what we started to see at the trade deadline where, you know, you go out and acquire Bertons and uh, Grant Williams and Trey Mann, guys that are, you know, kind of, you know, um, you know, we're not part of whether well, not part of rotations and, and, you know, guys looking for that second chance or that third chance as far as the opportunity. And that's how it was in Brooklyn. When you looked at them going out and getting D'Angelo Russell and Joe, Har- they signed Joe Harris and players uh, drafted, you know, Car- um, Jared Allen, guys like that. And you kind of start. That's how you start building uh, building a roster. I mean, I, at the end of the day, though, guys. I mean, it it, it really comes down to Lamelo. I mean, that's the that's the wild card in, in this all. If, if Lamelo Ball can't stay healthy, then you know, then you're going to have to you're going to have some hard decisions in Charlotte as far as what you want to do there. And and the the body of work says that he has not been able to stay healthy here. So that's the bur- the first big thing is that he's got to figure out as far as is Lamelo Ball the face of the, of the organization moving forward. Um, and you're not going to answer that overnight, and you're not going to answer that in the next six weeks. But that's probably a, a conversation, um, you know, certainly um, certainly in the off season here. Bobby Marks joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, ESPN NBA front office insider, talking about the Jeff Peterson hire as president of basketball ops. Bobby, I look at the payroll for this Hornets team, and there's one contract that seems most significant compared to all the other ones as far as what it means going into this offseason. That's Miles Bridges, who will Mm -hmm. hit unrestricted free agency. What kind of value do you expect Miles Bridges to get on the open market, and how much interest is he going to generate? Well, he's not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not for everyone. I mean, when you look at on the court, what he's been able to do, yeah, I mean, you could look at it. You know, it's, you know there, there would be a strong market here. I think how this new CBA is setting up, um, are you willing to pay him $30 million a year? Uh, that's a, that's a tall ask, and then you look. Is that what you, is that what it might take, Bobby? Like, is that what we're looking so. at with thirty? I, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I, for, if it was me, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think he's probably, you know, in a, in a twenty to twenty-five million dollar range, and you've got to have a good comfort level as far as for, for that here. Um, you know, you look at teams that have room. You know, it's not going to be Oklahoma City. It's 
probably it's not going to be Orlando. Um, maybe Utah, I don't know, you know, outside of, you know, certainly outside of what, what, what Charlotte. So then you ask yourself, who are we competing against as far as going out and, and making an offer? And I think it's, it's different now when you have a different front office regime too, as far as how does Jeff look at miles? How does, you know, do you want to, do you want to lock yourself into, um, you know, him and, and LaMelo making, I don't know, $65, $70 million between two players. Uh, and that's, that's, that gets kind of tricky here as far as how, um, how you kind of build out, build out this thing. Bobby, do you know how much interest he uh, garnered at the trade deadline? And I know there was a potential for him to be traded. Rich Paul is agent, and Miles said, no, we're going to veto any trade since they have that power after accepting yeah. the qualifying offer. How much interest did he garner at the deadline? You know, there was, there was interest because teams viewed him, you know, whether it be Phoenix, who looked at him as a rental, right? If Phoenix was going to trade for him, it was a three-month rental here. Now, there are other teams that did have interest, but it never got to the point where you basically have to wrap your arms around everything because it, it's not just, this is not a basketball decision. It's just not about as far as how he fits with the rest of your roster or how, you know, how does his salary fit moving forward? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that comes with it, and I know everything in down in, in, in your neck of the woods got, um, you know, got dismissed as far as the other charges here. But there's, you know, there's, there's still everything that happened a few years ago that you, you as, a, as an organization, you as a front office, you as a coaching staff, you as a community have to be comfortable accepting that here. I mean, you're not, you're not going to run away from that and you, and, and, you, and you have to be upfront with it. And I think that's, that's the challenge I think teams, you know, certainly ran into as far as from a, from a front office perspective, you know, as far as making an in-season trade like that. And then you're basically, you know, you're, you're, on, you're on damage control. Bobby, was this job looked at as a favorable one because of the emergence of Brandon Miller to go along with LaMelo? So maybe potential guys looked at it as I already have two stars that I can work with that won't take a whole heck of a lot more? Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, I, I think if you're in the Western Conference, you're, you're probably running uphill, um, you know, a little bit more, you know, a little steeper than you. The Eastern Conference allows you to rebuild. Um, you know, so certainly the emergence of Brandon, I think, helps. Um, how he's played, um, I think he's got the potential to, to be an all-star in this league. Um, you know, as I said, Lamelo is. You know, there's got to be a more body of work. Just because a player's on a max contract doesn't mean he's an all-star. You know, those contracts are for players who are who are upside here. I think. I think what's appealing is is that you've got a clean cap ledger. Um, you've got resources with the new ownership group. Um, you've got tradable contracts. You've got um, you've got a bunch of picks. You got um, at the deadline here. Um, you're not tied into one player, um, and it allows you to, to, to work with a lot of different options. Bobby Marks joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline talking Charlotte Hornets. And Bobby, Jeff Peterson at least has some familiarity with Steve Clifford during Steve's time mm -hmm. in Brooklyn as a consultant. Do you expect there to be a good chance that Steve is back next season as the Charlotte Hornets head coach, or do you expect Jeff to move on? I would expect so. I mean, I think Cliff's a heck of a coach. I, I really do. I mean, um, I, I think certainly what we've seen a little bit before the deadline, I mean, before the All-Star break and, and the games since, um, I know there's been some lopsided games um, in, in, the last, in the last couple of games here, but I'd love to see what Cliff can do with, with NBA talent. I mean, that, that's what, uh, you know, and I think he can do a lot of good things here. And I think it's just a matter of kind of what the vision of how long this is going to take. Um, is it going to be two years or three years? Um, maybe you get lucky in the lottery and maybe, you know, you're, you're where Oklahoma city was a, a couple of years ago and you're not that far away here. So 
you know, because there is a relationship there, I think um, I would I would say that there, there, you know, I don't want to talk for Jeff, but I would think there was there is a good chance that you know at least for the next year, you kind of you know you you have that working relationship and you can see Cliff with um, you know with a little bit of a different lineup. Bobby, one more question for me, an all-encompassing one at that. At the trade deadline, I know you liked what Charlotte did. I've heard you talk about that a mm-hmm. couple of times. They got a couple of first-round picks. 2027, maybe coincidentally, with Terry Rozier and P.J. Washington exiting the organization. If you're the GM or president of basketball ops, how do you operate with those 2027 first? And what did you like specifically about how the Hornets operated? I just like, you know, for a team that's been constantly rebuilding, that haven't, hasn't made it out of the first round since, uh, who last made it to the playoffs in 16, haven't made it out of the first round, I think, since 02, I want to say. Um, you just have a purpose as far as where you're going. You know, you see a lot of these rebuilding or retooling teams, whether it be Oklahoma City or Utah, and their kitty of, of draft assets fall. Before the deadline, Charlotte owed a pick and still does to San Antonio that's protected, but really had nothing of anything value besides the, you know, a couple of players on your roster here. And I just think it sets a path as far as this is kind of who we are. It might be, you know, we're going to might experience a little bit of pain in the next uh, year or two. It's going to be kind of a, you know, a get ready for a rotating door of different players here. It's going to be basically a tryout basis. Um, and that basically kind of sets in motion as far as, you know, putting, the pieces together that fit. And I just think that, you know, the ownership group kind of identified that at the deadline that, you know, and PJ and, and Terry are nice players here, but to move forward with, um, with them, you you would probably be in the same position you were, you know, a year ago. He's one of the best at this folks. It's Bobby Marks. You can find him on Twitter at Bobby Marks 42 ESPN NBA front office insider talking about the new president of basketball ops, Jeff Peterson here with the Charlotte Hornets. Bobby, we appreciate the time so much. Thank you. We, uh, we really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks guys.